morning, everybody. Great to be here. Oh, look, is little Sydney here today? Is this the first time? Brilliant. Welcome. That is brilliant. Let's give them a round of applause for having a baby. <laughs> well done. Um, so this week, we are going to be looking at the present. We have, uh, we've got a mini-series on our foundations, looking at our foundations, the foundations in our lives. And w- last week, we looked at the past, the foundations of our past. This week, we're looking at foundations in our present. Next week, we're going to do the future. So foundations in our present. I'm going to read some bits from the Bible. In Psalm 118, it says this, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. Today. Take hold of today, because this is the day that the Lord has made. The day you woke up this morning is that you're never going to get this day ever again. This is a day to revel in, to laugh in, to enjoy, to take hold of. This is the day. It's, it's our present because it is a gift from God to us today. Many people aren't living today. We are. And we have been given that gift of life today. So we're going to talk about the present. It says this in Ecclesiastes. We don't often quote from Ecclesiastes. It's a bit of a gloomy book. But here we go. Um, after looking... After looking at the way things are on this earth, here's what I've decided is the best way to live. (laughs) Take care of yourself, have a good time and make the most of whatever job you have for as long as God gives you life. And that's about it. That's the human lot. Yes, we should make the most of what God gives, both the bounty and the capacity and enjoying and enjoy it, accepting what's given and delighting in the work. It's God's gift. He deals out joy in the present, the now. So we look at God's gift to us, um, the, the joy of the present, the joy of, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's hard to live in the present. Fully engaging, fully loving right now, right now, today. So we have just got back from holiday, well, like a week ago, it feels like forever now, but um. Every time I go on holiday, I don't really like travelling very much. And uh, we went abroad this year. And um, so this is what it feels like for me when I get up on that morning of travelling. We went to Mallorca. I get up and I think, I can't wait to get there. Can't wait to be there. Can't wait for tomorrow morning, waking up and the sun will be out and it will all be fine. Can't wait for that day. Can't wait for that to happen. So I get up in the morning and it feels to me like a series of hurdles that I have to jump over. The first hurdle is 10 of us getting a car to the airport with the passports, with all the luggage, making sure the house is clean and tidy. That's the first hurdle. Off we go. Um, It's more complicated, 10 people, and it's more complicated because you've got your luggage. You get there, uh, you park, uh, then you get out. Of course, on this occasion, Tim with his holiday hat 
we've left it in the car. It's a terrible tragedy, isn't it, Tim? So anyway, we leave the holiday hat in the car. I say, should we go back? No, don't worry. The f- that's the first hurdle. Second hurdle coming up. But don't worry, we'll soon get there. It will be all right in the end. Uh, second hurdle is EasyJet putting up. We've already, you know, like, uh, checked in online, but we have to get our bags there. Now, this seems a simple thing, but EasyJet has the weight maximum of 20 pounds. Now, it's fine for the boy, 20, 20 kilos, right? Well, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm not very good with my numbers. So, we get there, 20 kilos. Now, this seems a simple thing for the boys who have their little, you know, hand luggage and not very much, but for our girls, it is a major terrible thing that there is this weight limit. And uh, uh, they have got, they, they have taken the whole of the wardrobe with them for every eventuality. They have got all the shoes that they could have thought of in this case. And uh, anyway, this isn't helping because we've now got to weigh them all. And Tim is going, well, I've only got five t-shirts and five pants for the, t-. you know, he's like, that's really irritating the girls who do not appreciate his five pants and five t-shirts comment. And um, uh, we have got to, we, so we put it on and we're like, it's a bit stressful. Is it going to be okay? With a bit of juggling, a bit of jiggling, it's all right. We get the cases through. It's okay. Next thing, that's the next hurdle. What's the next hurdle? Oh, okay. What, going through the, what's it called? Security. Security. Oh, I always, don't you feel guilty in security? I was saying, oh, what, you know, I, I'm sure I'm doing something wrong. And you, you know, the man's looking at you all serious and you have to walk through that thing. And so therefore I go through security. Tim always gets picked up on security. Doesn't matter what happens. He's always there being frisked at the security gate. So anyway, we have to wait for him. Then that's the next hurdle. Then the next hurdle is breakfast. Okay, we must get breakfast. Um, cheapest, 10 people. We haven't got a lot of time. Where's the gate? Where's the gate? What gate is it? I don't know. I don't, you know, that thing that keeps going up, I can't even see where everything is. Tim's saying it's this gate. We try and get our breakfast. We get our breakfast. Uh, then we go to the gate. Then it's a delay. Okay, it's a delay. Then eventually we get on the plane. So we're on the plane and uh, we're ready to take off. And we have this family next to us that, are consisting of a mum and a dad, two very small children, uh, maybe six months and two years, and the grandparents. Now, what happens on this flight is both a little annoying and extremely entertaining. So uh, these parents are, it's like a CBeebies show going on right in front of us. They are going to entertain their children from the very start to the very end of this journey. And they do it in a variety of ways. But these children are not left alone. Not one minute are they left alone. They have got all the food that they ever got. They are eating, like eating continually the whole time. Oh, they don't cry or anything. I mean, they're they're just eating and eating and drinking and drinking. And then um, the the grandpa, they're doing this thing with a teddy with the grandpa's in front and there's the teddies on the grandpa's head. And you know, easy jet, you're all squashed in, aren't you? I mean, it's really squashy. And then there's the grandpa, there's the teddy on the grandpa's head. Oh, the teddy's falling off. The teddy goes off. I'm thinking, for goodness sake, stop doing that with the teddy in the grandpa's head. Anyway, this teddy thing is going on and on with the grandpa's head and the, and the teddy. And then the woman, she, uh, they start to do some singing in the aisles. So they get up this, this baby and the woman has got chocolate all over her bottom. Well, you know, 
you know what that's like, don't you? Because like the bottom is in your face in, in EasyJet. Do you? So the woman has got chocolate on her bottom and she, because of all the food that they've been eating and she's got this baby and they're singing and they're, da, 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 and the, the whole plane feels like we're rocking around. I mean, it's a tiny little plane, isn't it? So anyway, eventually we get there. After this entertainment, and uh, we get there, we okay. The next next hurdle, next hurdle. It's all going to be all right tomorrow. All be all right tomorrow. So we get to the next hurdle, get through passports. You know, um, again, I always feel guilty at that point as well. And so go through the passports. Then what about your baggage? Is your baggage going to turn up? What are you going to do if all those shoes haven't haven't come through? I mean, it's going to be a tragedy of a holiday, isn't it? And worth Tim's pants don't come. He's only got five. So it's just like. It's just like, what are you going to do about this? So, don't worry, don't worry. Oh, they've come, they've come. Good, good. We've got our baggage, we've got our baggage. So anyway, the next hurdle is this. We've got to get our hire car. Uh, Mikey is the first time he's ever driven on the other side of the road. We get the hire car. He's in a different car to us because we've got two cars. Tim gets in the car. We get the car. We've had to wait. Next hurdle, have to do this. And what Tim has mega absolutely prepared for this moment. We have got in Google Maps the whole of the route planned out and he has even got those things that well he's got that sticky thing that you stick on the like the windscreen that will that you can put your phone in right so you can see where you're going we are so organized we put the sticky thing with a you know that sort of sucker thing on the windscreen and we put in the 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 phone and we start driving off with Mikey and Rosie behind us. Unfortunately, Mikey and Rosie go out of the exit and we don't, <laughs> of the car park. We haven't even got out. We, don't, we get lost in the car park <laughs> and the bottom. We, we are driving, we can't find the exit. In the meantime, Rosie and Mikey, never been driving in another country before, are phoning us. We're on the slip road just outside. I think you better hurry up. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what we're doing. We eventually find the exit. And at the exit point, the little sucker thing on the, on the windscreen goes ping and the phone flies off. And so does Google Maps. And uh, we are now, I'm now scrabbling around. We're trying to, I'm scrabbling around trying to find the Google Maps thing that can find a phone. And, and um, Tim's, I say, concentrate, Tim, on they, they're following us. He said, this is the time I really could do with a map reader, which isn't me. <laughs> I haven't even got a map. And then he's, he's like, I could really do with a map reader. I'm thinking, well, you should have married someone else, Tim, because uh, this is really not helping, is it? And then at this point, um, at, at this point, he's going, well, I said, we haven't got a map though, Tim. He said, well, it would be really helpful if you understood how to do Google Maps, wouldn't it? <laughs> which I don't. I'm just standing there with this phone. And so the children have to help us out and uh, get on Google Maps and eventually we get to our destination and uh, there we are in our flat, in our apartment. Okay, so sometimes we live life a little bit like that, don't we? 
just another hurdle, just another thing to do, just another. And of course, when you get, don't worry, we'll get there. We'll get to the destination. We'll be fine. We'll be fine when we get to the destination. When we get there, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be settled. We'll be peaceful. Get to the destination. Who knows that there's a whole new set of hurdles at the destination? Who knows that that is not simple? You got on holiday then? That's not the end of the story, is it? You're just in a whole new set of hurdles to cross. And so sometimes we can live like this. If, if I just do this, if I just, this morning I wake up, if I, when I've finished my, my preach, I'll be all right. Do you, we live life, if I just could finish this, if I could just do this. But I don't think that's the way God wants us to live. I think He wants us to live in the present and grasp hold of the present, grasp hold of today. What about today? We're sitting here, a group of people, the very present. God has been present with us. We are wanting to hear what He is saying. We are here for that very reason. We're not here for a good talk. We're here because we want to be a community. We want to be together and we want to be present. We want to hear what God is saying. We want to take notice of what He is saying. We want to, um, you may be feeling, you may be sitting here right now. You might be hot, you might be cold. You might be aware of how you're feeling. You might be anxious. You might be peaceful. Whatever you are feeling, feeling right now. Take hold of what God is doing today. Not always looking for the next time, looking for the next thing, looking for uh, it will be okay at this point. It will be all right when that happens. It won't. Today is the day that we've got to grasp hold of and live in this moment of time and live it fully. So a few tips just before I finish. Um, those few tips are, I'm just keeping my eye on the time because I know we're a little late, but the few things that I want to say are this. Uh, what distracts us from, our, uh, from living in the present? Children love living in the present, don't they? But what distracts us from living? I think phones are a major thing that sometimes can distract us. I know that's not the only thing, but I'm just going to talk very quickly about phones. Um, there is when when there are now notices that go up in schools that say when you pick up your child, please do not be on your phone. This is because children are coming out all over the world, all over England, uh, to mums on their phones like this, and they are not present. We are not understanding what it is to be present with our children, to be completely uh, to say hello, how is your day, how have things been. Sometimes our phones can be massive distractions if we don't have some good rules and some good, good things around them. Um, I heard a really great talk on uh, children and phones, you know, basically saying that children shouldn't really have smartphones until they are um, at a secondary school age. Um, it's a, a, the, the feeling that comes that when a text comes in or when a Facebook is liked or an Instagram is liked. It's the same, um, it's the same chemical that's released when you drink a lot and so it becomes very addictive and it becomes very addictive to children to um, social media it becomes very addictive to us social media and so let us not be distracted from the present but put some good guidelines in for ourselves um, it, you know what some of the guidelines for children are don't give them a child until don't give them a child get, don't give them a phone until they're 12 um, or 11 that kind of age when they go to secondary school, make sure that they uh, never have their phones in their bedrooms, never have phones when you're eating uh, a meal together. Uh, at the, what 
there's a contract that is given when you have a phone, make a contract with your child over how you're going to use it and make a contract with yourself about how you're going to use it because phones can keep us from being in the present. Um, What else can keep us from being in the present? I think that um, we look at the story of Joseph. I'm only going to touch on the story of Joseph, but Joseph was in the middle of his story. He was in the, he was in the middle of his story, and he was in prison. He was in prison for something that he hadn't done. That he'd been falsely accused. There he is in prison. Look at the way he responds. Look at the way he responds in the present, in his present, when everything was against him. He responded in the most amazing way. Three things I'm very quickly going to say. The first thing is he noticed what God was doing. May we be people that notice what God is doing every moment of our lives. May we notice. There's lots of times in the Bible, like Mary Magdalene, she was with Jesus. She was crying um, and saying, in, at the tomb and saying, where's Jesus gone? Where's he gone? Crying, crying. Where was he? He's with her. How often do we not even notice that Jesus is with us? We cry and we say, God, where are you? And Jesus is going, well, I'm here. I'm with you. Uh, when they went on the road to Emmaus, they, he walked on the road to Emmaus and uh, he walked with his friends. And they, they said, they didn't even recognise that he was with them. Sometimes we don't notice in the present because we're so distracted by so many different things that God is with us and God is talking to us. What do we notice about people? What do we notice about what they need? What jo- Joseph seemed to be able to notice, uh, even in his own pain what was going on with other people and what uh, and what God wanted to do the second thing I think when we are in that in-between stage when we are waiting when we are trying to be present remember to keep kind because I think Joseph he kept kind he was a kind person I don't know about you but when I get stressed or if I get anxious or if I get preoccupied with something one of the first things sometimes to go is kindness towards maybe the people that I love the most. Kindness with Tim or kindness with my children. And uh, that sometimes when we're stressed, we lose. Kindness is incredibly important in our lives. It's incredibly important in our closest relationships. Do you ever experience that some of the most, sometimes, I mean, I don't know this, but you may be a very, very compassionate person with everyone else, but find that really difficult with your husband or your wife. You may be very compassionate with other people, but find it very hard to be compassionate with your own children. And I think that, God is, uh, God is calling us to be kind. Some of the things that I think are unkind are ways that um, in relationships, I, I watch sometimes uh, people uh, correct each other. You know, like in, long, in, in really close relationships, they'll be saying like, well, there were 20 people and the other one goes, well, no, there were only five or whatever. Do you, uh, they, they correct them all the time. I don't think, if you've ever been continually corrected for, you know, factual stuff, well, what you do is you start you stop telling the story because you 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 feel constrained you feel like you can't just let people tell their story tell let them tell it wrong if they want be kind enough 
to stop correcting each other all the time. I mean, sometimes it might be all right, but do you stop correcting it. What, what, uh, uh, it's, it's important that those little things in life, uh, we, are, we reach out to each other and we are kind to each other, that we forgive each other. There's such a great book, it's called this, uh, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And I, it's like full of little chapters and it's really great in helping you in your relationships to think about what you do and and uh, keeping kind. You know, everybody's got idiosyncrasies and uh, being kind with those and not uh, highlighting them, not being judgmental and uh, just keep keeping kind in all that we do. And the last thing is just to make sure that we are always responding to God. And so we want to be noticing what He's doing in this present day. We want to be kind in this present day. I would challenge you today, be really kind to your nearest and dearest. Say something really, really kind to them. And uh, that's the challenge for today. And, uh, and, and also respond when God is asking us to do something. We want to respond um, to what He is saying. So I don't know if you're in the middle of a story but I'm going to play, we're going to play this video right at the very end. It's a bit hard to see, but you will, you will um, catch the essence of it. It's a little bit cheesy. Um, it's from uh, an animation of Joseph. Uh, but it's all about being in the middle of a story and trusting God in the middle of that story, being present with God in the middle of that story. And so uh, we're just going to play that. If you want to respond to God in any way this morning, I, I wonder, just come forward and just come and kneel here at the front. Um, uh, if you feel like, I just want to, um, God, just uh, in the middle of my story, help me to trust you, then feel free to respond. If you, um, if you feel like, I just want to be more present with you, God. And, and I've rushed off and I've rushed along and I've seen life as a series of hurdles to get over. And I just want to stop. And I just want to say, God, you, I want to be present with you. I want to notice what you are doing and respond to you. If that's you, while this video is playing, come, come on forward. Just come and kneel down before God and just surrender uh, to Him. That would be brilliant.